afternoon, everybody. Welcome to some extra cheese. Day one of training camp. First practice in the books. Coming to you live across the street from Lambeau Field. Feels good to be back out there on Nitschke Field. Whole lot going on today. We heard from Brian Gutekunst. We heard from Matt LaFleur. And we're going to hear from you fine folks in just a bit. But first, I want to give a shout out to our friends over at Ticket King, as I always do. That's right. Ticket King has been based in Wisconsin since 1992. And they're staffed with experienced, friendly, and knowledgeable folks that can help you with anything Packers ticket related. They also partner with local Green Bay businesses for tailgates and bus transportation to the games. They are open on game day for last minute tickets, upgrades, and they even have a drive through window. And I tell you what, while you're getting ready for this season, get your official 2022 yearbook of the Green Bay Packers at PackersYearbook.com. Use promo code CHTV. That's promo code CHTV to get 10% off at PackersYearbook.com. Hello to everybody out there watching, joining us this afternoon. I see a bunch of you piling in. Good to see everybody. Brandy's here. Randy's here, of course. Brian, what's up? Showy time. What's going on? Alan, hello. Good to see so many regulars jumping on. Oz is here, of course. I'm shocked Oz isn't asleep. It's a very warm and humid summer's day. Oz, you should be uh, fast asleep in your uh, recliner there. B is here. What's up, Big B? How you doing? So, yeah, we got a little first little glimpse at a few things uh, there on the old practice field. Um, I think, you know, most notably the offensive line makeup, having uh, Royce Newman out there at right tackle was a bit of a surprise. Yash Manning, the left side. And uh, that I, Newman is a – that's a project for me. Uh, I don't know. And now they know more than – I'll ever know. They've forgotten more than I'll ever know about football. So we'll see what uh, what happens with Newman, how he progresses. But that was a bit of a surprise, I will say. Um, your starting receivers, you saw Alan Lazard clearly getting the bulk of the work uh, as the one, so to speak. Got a lot of looks from Rodgers. But Juwan Winfrey made a beautiful, big-time catch deep down the right sideline over Stokes, uh, a catch in a play that Rodgers was giving Stokes grief about in the locker room afterwards. Um, good-naturedly. And then up the left sideline on a, actually a nice throw from Danny Etling, um, Romeo Dobbs skied over a corner. I think it was KB Ento and made a really nice grab up the left sideline. As exciting as those plays were, they are still in shorts. So it's best to temper any kind of excitement. And I know but it was the first day of camp. We're all very excited regardless, but um, some nice plays from the wide receivers today. And then not to be outdone, Alan Lazard had um, a nice play in the end zone where Rogers just heaved it like 50 yards down the middle of the field. And uh, at first Lazard went up for it and the ball kind of bobbled out and it looked like it was going to be incomplete, but then it fell back down and Lazard cradled it and being in for a touchdown. So uh, nice to see some big plays. Al, uh, Aaron Rodgers at his locker afterwards said that he got a fist bump from Tom Clements and uh, that rarely if ever happens. And it meant a lot to him. Uh, he said his number one goal out of the practice field today was to uh, show Tom he still got it. So, yeah, there there was a lot to look at, a lot going on. They had the new helmets, the new headgear that they put over their helmets to uh, help try to reduce some of the uh, head trauma that they may experience uh, anywhere around the field. That was an interesting look. I think it'll take some getting used to. If you kind of first see it, it is it does kind of, you kind of do a double take, but I, you know by the end of practice it become pretty normalized. So we'll see if they continue to use those throughout camp. Any news on punt return group? I didn't see uh, anything punt return related today. That doesn't mean it didn't happen, but um, 
the things I was watching, I didn't see. Um, other than at the end of practice, Matt had his group come together, the entire team come together. He gave them some notes, marching orders, what have you. And then when they broke, they the there was a group working on the punt team, punt coverage, you know, punt protection and then coverage um, that included Quay Walker, which I found maybe not surprising, but it was good to see a first rounder, the first, very first first rounder out there on uh, extra work with punt coverage. I mean, whatever you got to do to help the team, right? So, uh, but yeah, no, there is, uh, I didn't see any punt return work. Uh, again, it doesn't mean it didn't happen. It may have been other part of the field where I wasn't looking. And that's the other thing. You got to remember, there are like basically two football fields put together and there's drill work going on both ends all the time. So no one man can see it all, but we'll see. Compared to other years, how's the vibe on the field? Jim, it felt felt up, felt good. Music was blaring. Um, stands were full. but And they, you know, along with the outside as well on, on both ends. Um, although the, the far end wasn't as full as the uh, as the other one. But yeah, it was it was a pretty damn good turnout. I thought the vibe felt good. People were riding bikes. Matt LaFleur rode a bike today. There you go. A little something for you. A little something different. Um, Rogers and Bakhtiari were riding in the golf cart. It was good. It was a fun, it was a fun vibe. No doubt about it. Do I really think Bakhtiari is going to play a whole season? I'm cautiously optimistic. That's what I'm I'm taking that line from Brian Gutekunst. I'm rolling with that. Cautiously optimistic. That is the official position of Cheesehead TV. Um, Bakhtiari did speak to reporters uh, in the locker room today. First time he's done that in a long time. Um, uh, I didn't part. I was, I think actually Rogers had just gotten done and I was going to listen to AJ talk at his locker, but um, there, you know, I'm sure there will be lots written about uh, Dave's availability. Undoubtedly there'll be video out there from some of the television folks. So you can probably seek that out if you want. As far as any new information, I know the one kind of headline coming out of that availability was that he did indeed have a new another procedure uh, right prior to OTAs. So that's you know mainly why he didn't participate. Um, sure sounds like Dave's you know trying to stay optimistic. It's got to be hard continually having these setbacks and problems and issues that he's had to deal with now for you know hundreds of days. Um, yes, but to answer your question, I think he'll play. I, I have no idea when, and I'm with Matt LaFleur, who said, I've given up on timelines. Like, when he's cleared, he's cleared, and then we'll go. And that's where that's pretty much where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Did you run out of beer nags? Dachshund. Never. Uh, can I get one of those headgear for Friday nights? <laughs> nice. I like it. DJ Einstein, what's up, man? Thanks for checking us out. Appreciate you, man. Is Banky preparing the annual get-together? Uh, no, that's my job. I do that. Um, and I haven't started. I'll figure it out. Hey, Aaron, what does a pro's pro mean? Is that like taking two words and makes it better or saying I'm a Brandon's Brandon or you're an Aaron's Nagler? Thoughts? Pro's pro. That means he's the best of the best. He's a professional professional. Pro's pro. Gotta love it. Um, what else we got? See Wes and all your boys? I did see Wes and all my boys and gals and and everybody. It was fun. I saw a lot of people. Uh, said hi to Rock, which was great. Always good to see him. Will the Packers ever have a streaming app for live games? That's a great question, Buddha. Um, well, they somewhat do in the sense of if you are in Europe um, or pretty much anywhere outside of the United States, Game Pass, what was Game Pass, which is now NFL Plus, does exactly that. It streams all the games on an app but 
in America, in the U.S., that's not going to happen for a long time. They're going to be beholden to these television deals that they just signed um, a couple of years ago, you know, to the tune of billions of dollars. Um, that's why they they drag their feet so much when it comes to technology, because they are so kind of in bed and in league with their television broadcast partners. Now, they've clearly been making inroads with streaming, right? Uh, whether it's Amazon uh, or, you know, they've been they've had games last couple of years. They've had games on Yahoo and stuff like that. And I know the kind of news trickling around the negotiations for Sunday ticket seems to indicate that Apple is a pretty major player and it was probably going to win those rights, although that's not official yet. All of that to say, we're a long ways away still from, if you're in America, being able to say, you know, go to Packers.com on a smart TV or on some kind of computer or device and stream just Packers stuff all year from an app. You know, that is a, that is a hefty way away yet. Uh, but, 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 Jeremy, what's up, man? Now he's just jumping on. What did Goody say about his latest setback being really significant on David? I don't remember him saying that. Um, significant on David. Yeah, no, I don't. I know he said there was a setback, but he didn't want to categorize it. Um, I'll have to go back and listen. Uh, but I don't remember that jumping out at me. Sorry, man. Uh, Broski, what's up, man? Shout out to Cheesehead TV and Nagler. What's up, dude? Um, I need someone to mock a belt so you can make a badass video about it. If you do, haven't checked out this guy's channel, you should do so. It's awesome. Thanks for the super chat, man. That's really appreciated. Callum, are we going to trade for a veteran receiver? Highly doubt it. Very much doubt it. Brian did talk about that a little bit this morning in the sense of, you know, it is funny how Schefter, of course, put the Packers were in on Julio Jones, but Brian intimated, he didn't say it outright, but he intimated that a lot of times that's just, okay, yeah, we've made a call, but that's about it. Um, and I know in the past, Andrew Brandt has talked about that kind of thing where agents will use the Packers as, quote, interested to try and drive up the price. I don't think the Packers are going to do anything at wide receiver until they get a few weeks in and see what they've got, you know, as far as, is Romeo Dobbs the real deal? Is Christian Watson going to be ready to go when he comes back? Uh, Sammy Watkins supposedly going to be returning sooner rather than later. What does he look like in this offense? I think that's the kind of you know Packers way, right? They are going to find out what they've got first before they start exploring other opportunities. Now, that said, never say never. Um, I'm not going to sit here and tell you it's an impossibility, that it would never happen, but I doubt it. I'd be surprised. Yash is the answer. Yash is usually the answer, right? I would totally pay for Packers streaming service that brings live games with the Packers radio crew and then have an archive of all Packers games available to watch on demand. One can dream. Man, you are talking about the dream right there. And that's the kind of thing that Corey and I have pitched to the Packers on more than one occasion. But uh, obviously, they're tied in with the league and the rights there, etc. But man, that is the dream. I would absolutely adore that. That would be amazing. Uh, FYI, Goody said the ACL was more than your typical ACL. That's what I got anyway. Yes, Kathleen, uh, which is what David told me when I interviewed him here at Cheesehead TV. If you haven't seen that interview uh, back in January, I believe, um, it's kind of floating around today actually on Twitter because um, obviously David was a subject and his injury was being talked about. Uh, but yeah, David talked extensively about that and it's on Cheesehead TV. Um, he mentioned then and said it reiterated again today that. Uh, there were a lot more things going on. Some of that stuff he did talk to me about and is in that interview. And some of it he didn't want to talk about. And 
you know, I respect that. That's totally understandable. But yes, there's a lot more going on, especially when you talk about the fluid and the issue of continuously having to drain the knee and how it locks up on him or did lock up on him on so many occasions. Yeah, a lot more going on than just an ACL. And what's weird, and I guess not weird, but what's, you know, probably kind of frustrating for David is that, you know, he said in that interview that the knee itself now at the end of the season is structurally sound and clean and fine. You know, they've done the work necessary and structurally it's okay, or it was um, at the end of the season. But it's just the, all the auxiliary stuff that he's been having to deal with that then, you know, puts the knee kind of back into complicated areas, so to speak. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And again, I'm only working on what he felt comfortable talking about. <laughs> I'm cultured, thanks to the Super Jet. What makes a Corey a Banky's Banky? Now, now, now we're asking the hard questions. Uh, hey, Nags, were the players signing autographs today? Coming up next week and super excited to have a, quote, normal training camp again. I didn't see any today, Austin. That doesn't mean they're not going to going forward. I know they have done that in the past. Um, they'll, tra- not traditionally, but sometimes have uh, little areas, right, post practice where guys will sit on a tent in a tented area and there'll be a kind of long line for autographs but i did not see that today and again that doesn't mean it didn't happen obviously i didn't see every single thing that happened throughout the afternoon or morning uh kathleen you're welcome no problem alex who stood out in today's practice good question um ty summers had a nice play today brandy he caused a fumble Punched it out from Patrick Taylor after a completion from Jordan Love. I will say Jordan Love had a number of nice throws. He had one play in particular where he's rolling to his left and he has to throw, like he finds Danny Davis kind of second level and has to throw across his body. Rolling to your left, right-handed quarterback, throwing across and 20 yards downfield. It was a little high. Davis went up and got it. That was a sweet play. Um, You know, outside of that, the receivers are the obvious answer. Jawan Winfrey, Romeo Dobbs, they both, and Alan Lazar, they, all three of them had really nice catches. But outside of that, it's mostly still just an extension of OTAs, right? It's not, there's no pads, there's no hitting. And, you know, Aaron talked about that today at his locker, saying that, you know, they he expects this defense to get after them when the pads come on because they got a lot of big athletic dudes up front and they can cause some real problems for you. And I'm excited for that to happen. I can't wait to see Kenny and company start to get after it. Tito, what's up, man? Thanks for the super chat. Offense looks good. Much needed headline today. Thank you. I mean, again, though, it's in shorts. It did look good. I'm not taking anything away, but it's in shorts. So, you know, take that as it will. What's up with the padded bubble helmets? Yeah, the number one Packer fan. That is a new development that they are utilizing this 
camp, trying to mitigate and limit the head trauma. Um, Cause even when you're not, even when you're not going padded, you're not going full speed, you're not tackling to the ground. You can still have plenty of instances where, especially in that 11 on 11 stuff where you're going to bump heads, right? You might just ricochet or like slip or say somebody tries to block you and comes off you and just, you know, you get kind of your bell rung, so to speak, as they used to call it um, between guys, like anything can happen, uh, especially in the head area. And they're just trying to add extra protection to limit the head trauma that these guys experience um, probably every single day that they're playing football in a helmet. So it's an interesting kind of development, move forward, hopefully. Um, and hey, it, anything that helps you know, mitigate long-term effects. Now, is it, you know, how much does it help? Uh, is, is it long to, a long-term fix slash solution, what have you? I can't say. I'm obviously not a, anything to do even remotely close to some kind of expert on head drama. But um, if it works, if, it, if they collect the data and see that, you know, there are fewer concussions throughout camp or something like that, like through the next like camp or two, and they make it a long-term kind of addition, I'm all for it. And if it helps the guys, absolutely all for it. I don't think it affects them as far as how they play, you know, especially once, like I said, like once the practice got going, you kind of just forgot they were there. So we'll see. Uh, has it been hard to walk past the wreckage of lot one every day? Carson, that has been some of the most difficult, uh, kind of emotional issues that I've had to deal with since coming to Green Bay. I mean, there's a bunch of big ass cranes over there. Can't even see in. It's depressing, man. That ain't right. It ain't right. Did I get to ride a bike today? Nobody wants to see that. Nobody. Dawson, thank you for reminding me. See, this is why I tweeted this out because I would have forgotten the Oklahoma drill story. Yes. Right before practice started, Kirk, uh, the inside backers coach, uh, I was standing there with a couple of guys, but he came over and told us, he said, here's a great first day of camp story. He said back in 2001, so this is in Washington when he was there with Marty Schottenheimer, they were up late at night the day before camp and Schottenheimer decided he want, he wanted Kirk to help him put pair people together in the Oklahoma drill. So he's going to take on him. He's going to take on that guy, whatever. And Daryl Green was still playing at that point. And he was like 41, I think. And if you guys don't remember, he was um, one of the fastest dudes ever to play on a football field. He, even at the age of like, I think it's 41 or 42, he had a interception pick six where he just basically outruns an entire offense. It's, he was an incredible legendary player for Washington and, um, and uh, in the NFL and they, they Schottenheimer was like, well, who should we pair him with? And Kirk said, we should, we, we ended up pairing him with the backup punter. So he's a little older guy. They don't want to like give him someone really difficult or whatever. They don't want to hurt anybody. And well, you know, <laughs> that's one consideration back then. And then, so the next day they get to the drill and I guess Schottenheimer yells out like, okay, green and whatever the punter's name was. And <laughs> green was like, Oh, hell no. And he like refused to do it because he didn't want to hurt the guy. And so they ended up like picking out some other wide receiver. And then he did it with uh, somebody else. But they were like too scared to put him up because he was so old. They didn't want to put him up against a quote regular player. I love it. Uh, lot one is under construction for a new underground player parking lot. Yes, Brandy, that is partly true. Um, that is 
one of the things it is under construction for, but it is also, and I think this has kind of been underplayed by the Packers, maybe for a reason, but um, one of the other things that they're building is a six level subterranean kind of office space for football, basically coaches and personnel. And um, so the players and the coaches and the personnel people are much closer together than they are right now, which is, you know, the coaches, all a lot of that stuff, the personnel people are all kind of like level three here and the coaches are up there. So they're going to bring them down over here and there's easier access to the locker room. And supposedly that's supposed to make things more harmonious, easier for whatever certain things any football needs. I don't know, but it is kind of fascinating that they are building like basically like the Avengers uh, headquarters underground right next to Lambeau field. That is in addition to the player parking lot. What is the best thing you can learn from watching practice in shorts that no one got hurt? That's the best thing you can learn outside of that. Who's playing where I think that's in the, the fact that they like something like Newman playing right tackle. And the fact that he played right tackle with the ones, the entirety of the practice, that it's a little something now could be someone else out there tomorrow. And that tells you a little something more, right? And you just kind of start piecing these things together, but I wouldn't have been surprised if it had been Newman for a series. And then let's say they put Cole Van Lannan out there the next series or something like that. But the fact that they left him out there at right tackle the entire time says they're giving him at least a serious look, you know, things like that. It's just little things. It's not headline stuff, but those are the types of things you're looking for, especially when, like you say, they're just in shorts. There's not a whole lot going on when it comes to physicality. Area 51. Yeah, exactly. Cheese bunker. Nice. Nice. I like it. But will lot one be lot one when they're done? TBD, Paul. TBD. Man, I hope if they take away lot one, I'll, I will raise so much holy hell. I'm telling you right now. I am telling you right now. I will raise ungodly hell. How them Georgia boys looking? Quay Walker is fucking, he's fast as hell, man. Now, I don't know what else you know you can really say until the pads come on, but who, baby, he got some jets. No doubt. There's no question there. Patrick, thank you for the super chat. Go, Pat, go. Greatly appreciated, buddy. I think that's a perfect place to leave it. I'm going to have to get going, everybody. I can't thank you enough for hanging out, talking Packers each and every day, Monday through Friday, right here on the Cheesehead TV social channels. Please do me a monster favor. Hit like on this video, subscribe to the channel, and then tell your friends and tell your family, Cheesehead TV, we are devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. I'll be back tomorrow morning. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a great night. Go Pack Go. <laughs> Oh,